Right now you can be seated. I'm just going to invite Mathan to come and bring us the word. I think we're all a little bit slightly wiser, is that right, after last week? He talked about wisdom. Hopefully you are. Thank you, Mathan. Found my own theme song. How's everyone doing this morning? Slide over. Can I please get the lid taken off that? So I'm going one-handed this morning. Uh, so, yeah, week week two uh, was into the series of Good Life, and uh, thanks to Thirsty Merc for the song. Uh, I don't know much about Thirsty Merc music, but. It was on YouTube and it had the same title and it's uh, nice and upbeat too. It fits, yeah, it fits, it's good. Uh, so last week was the first week of Good Life as part of our broader theme for the year of exploring My Strange Bible, where we're digging deeper into uh, parts of the Bible that we otherwise might not have talked about for a while or not talked about in the same way. And the good life, the basis for this is the book of Proverbs, which is one of the three wisdom books in the Bible. But first, before we get into the serious stuff, I came across these, uh, shall we say, alternate-ending Proverbs, because Proverb isn't just a thing that's in the Bible. There are wise sayings across many cultures and just just ones that have gathered steam and and wisdom and... uh, I guess it's some for good and some not so for good over over time. But uh, the story goes that these ones I found here, they, they've got a bit of an alternate ending. The story goes that uh, some first year, some first graders were given them in the States and uh, were asked to, given the first part and asked to complete it. Uh, I'm not sure, based off the answers, they're necessary first graders, but, uh, and Snopes couldn't tell me either way if it's true. But uh, origin aside, let's just kind of go with the, the theme and uh, they make for a bit of fun. Strike while the, what's the real answer? Iron aside, strike while the bug is close. <laughs> it's always darkest before daylight saving time. <laughs> Never underestimate the power of termites. It's deep, it's deep, it's deep. You can lead a horse to water, but how? <laughs> I like it. You've got to get you know, one step ahead. You've got to go earlier in the process. Don't bite the hand that looks dirty. <laughs> a miss is as good as a mister. You can't teach an old dog new math. (laughs) If you lie down with dogs, you'll stink in the morning. (laughs) The pen is mightier than the pigs. I quite like this one. I think it applies quite nicely. An idle mind is the best way to relax. (laughs) Works for me. The only way to relax, yeah, stop. Where there's smoke, there's... 
pollution. Very appropriate in 2019. Uh, happy the bride who gets all the presents. A penny saved is not much. <laughs> Two's company, three's the musketeers. Don't put off tomorrow what you put on to go to bed. And I'm pretty sure I've heard Toby say something along this exact lines. If at first you don't succeed, get new batteries. <laughs> For ages, or probably all the kids, but Toby and Lucy, the way any toy that was broken, even the wooden train set, if something had broke, get new batteries, Daddy, get new, put new batteries in it. If you get out of, you get out of something only what you... See in the picture on the box. <laughs> when the blind leave the blind, get out of the way. <laughs> A bird in the hand is going to poop on you. <laughs> and last one, better late than pregnant. Unless you're trying, of course, unless you're trying. <laughs> so that's some uh, fun proverbs, you know. Who, I'm not sure a first grader necessarily came up with the last one, unless it was kind of something that had been talked about in the house, but even then, not, not so likely. So they're generally proverbs are wise sayings. They're a bit of a funny version, but after last week's uh, flat earther story and pillow story of the kids, I thought I'd continue sharing some wisdom that, permeates from the younger part of the household. And I'm not talking about Carmen. She is a bit younger than me, but we're talking about our three kids. Toby, this week, very seriously. Daddy, we can't touch the sun. So you yeah, yeah, that's smart. It's kind of far away, and that's true. That's pretty wise. And he goes, we might burn our hand, but we can touch the moon. So, uh, you know, Maybe he's quite, quite deep in thinking about space travel one day in the future. Uh, but we're just going to teach him about distance uh, as he grows up. <laughs> it kind of takes a long time to get the sun. And while it's true you can't touch it, uh, you would be lucky to get even close to it. Uh, we'll, we'll work on that. Uh, th this one is from 2017. And I uh, found this in my Facebook memories. Jemima uh, just very matter-of-factly announced and said, Daddy, when I get taller, I'm going to be a mummy. Toby then can then cuddle me, because you cuddle mummy all the time. So Toby can cuddle me when he is taller. So I've got a bit to explain with it, about how, how that works. Maybe if you're in like the deep south of the USA, or where your cousin is, your sister is, your auntie, you just... Uh, not, not wise, not wise to say those things. Okay, uh, and this week, uh, Toby had a, a cut, just a scratch. It was a scratch, a, a little scratch on his arm. Was, Daddy, I have a hole in my arm. Can you tip some blood in and fill me up so I feel better? <laughs> and there's kind of a deep truth to it because, you know, so much about restoring health is in having healthy blood. And... Uh, 
But then I pause and wonder, like, so last week he thought I was a flat earther. And where does he think I have this blood? Does he think I'm a flat earther and a vampire? <laughs> well, I'm not sure. But out of the mouth of four-year-olds. So last week uh, with Solomon, uh, we, we learned that Proverbs is, uh, a large part of it is written by Solomon or by uh, the people that were around uh, as a collection of his uh, wisdom. And Solomon applied now. He, he asked God, God asked him, what do you want to rule? What's the one thing I can give you to help you as the new king? And he applied now for wisdom. And we can and should apply for wisdom, we discussed last week. God freely gives it to those who ask. And asking in itself is a sign of the start of wisdom. And then when we get it, we want to start looking at applying it now. The first nine chapters of Proverbs are an introduction to the rest of the book. And while we didn't look at specific verses, and there are some fantastic sections in there which would uh, in themselves justify weeks of looking at, we explored the overall themes of ten father-son letters and four lady wisdom poems. And together, how they set up the rest of the book of Proverbs as authoritative wisdom from humans through which God speaks to us. Now, I did say that I'd like to look at chapter 10 onwards and the short sayings, and, and we will do uh, have a little bit of a look at that. But I feel to do it justice, to look at the rest of the book of Proverbs, we need to just understand a little bit more about this thing called wisdom. See, it's not about knowing every single proverb and making sure that we can check them off as a bit of a list and not having all of these sayings that motivate us through the day and as, as our way of going through life. Proverbs says in a couple of places that wisdom starts with the fear of the Lord. And it's not my main theme for today, but I wouldn't be doing wisdom justice without being, mentioning that. Proverbs 9.10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Now, we might think of the word fear and think like big ruler and dictator, but the fear of the Lord in the Bible is never about fright. It always means living in awe, not only of God's sovereignty, but also of his goodness and mercy. There's also a huge element of living out of that awe and acknowledging his goodness that means we're living out of humility. Because if we can place the fear of the Lord then, and recognise that as the beginning of wisdom, then that is showing us and that is coming from a humble spirit and a humble heart. But I want to move on to the Hebrew word for wisdom, which I'm going to try and do it justice. I'm going to be saying it a few times, but it's chokhma. Everybody say chokhma. And now just reach forward and wipe the back of the head of the person in front of you, just in case that a little bit came out that it shouldn't have. Chokhma is the word uh, that we translate to wisdom, but in the Hebrew language, and it's actually so much richer and so much deeper than what we might think. In English, when we think of wisdom, we might be thinking of smart people or uh, having some knowledge or some intellect or knowing the right things to say or do. And that is part of wisdom. That is part of chokhmah. Uh, we might think it's about being old and 
old and wise and, and being that old sage, having life experience. But it's much richer and much deeper. Hokmah in Proverbs is described as a universal principle according to which the whole world works. I've touched on this very briefly last week. And the universe is ordered and in which it coheres. Hokmah is built into the fabric of the universe because God used it as a blueprint when he designed the world. If we look at Proverbs, we can see this outlined for us. Proverbs 3.19 By wisdom the Lord laid the earth's foundations. By understanding he set the heavens in place. By his knowledge the watery depths were divided and the clouds let drop the dew. And in one of the Lady Wisdom poems we talked about last week, where wisdom is talking about herself, Proverbs 8.22, The Lord brought me forth as the first of his works. The Lord brought me, Lady Wisdom, forth as the first of his works. Before his deeds of old, I was formed long ages ago, at the very beginning when the world came to be. When there were no watery depths, Hokmah was given birth. When there were no springs overflowing with water, before the mountains were settled in place, before the hills, I was given birth. Before he made the world or its fields or any of the dust of the earth, Hokmah was there when he set the heavens in place. When he marked out the horizon on the face of the deep, when he established the clouds above and fixed securely the fountains of the deep, when he gave the sea its boundary so the waters would not overstep his command, and when he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was constantly at his side. Wisdom was filled with delight day after day, rejoicing always in his presence, rejoicing in his whole world and delighting in mankind. Obviously, threw in a couple and wisdom in there just to remind us what we're talking about. But wisdom was there at the beginning. We often think about when we talk about creation, the spirit in Genesis, the spirit hovered over the waters and then the whole creation story. But so powerful to know that wisdom was there right at the start as an attribute of God. Hokmah is an attribute of God, but it's also something that is accessible to humans. You and I can have wisdom too. And when we do, we're actually tapping into something outside of ourselves as an attribute of God himself. Lady Wisdom sees Chokmah and sees the pattern to how the world works. Not just gravity and stars and physical laws, but relationships and everyday life. Also working according to a pattern. When you bring a dilemma to Lady Wisdom, she's quick to be like, oh, here's what's going on. Because she sees the underlying patterns and the cause and effect in people's decisions and beliefs and the pattern. So Hokmah and wisdom has been from the beginning of time, was in the creation, seven Proverbs, was there as the seas were being formed, as the mountains and the deep and where the water and the, the land, setting all of these things in place and informing how this order of this pattern would come into being. And then we see in Proverbs, it's outlining all of these different patterns and so like Lady Wisdom, we can learn to read the pattern, and that's today's title, and live the good life. The pattern is outlined in the book of Proverbs. See, you and I, we're not creating the world. We're not God. 
but there are cause and effect patterns that apply to us every day. And that is where Proverbs gives us the guidance and lays out patterns in various forms for us to know. Just going to have a, a look at Proverbs 14. I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but I just wanted to show some patterns. I haven't studied this in depth and we're not doing a full analysis on it, but just so you get the understanding, if you're not familiar with the book of Proverbs, what we can see. Proverbs 14.1. The wise woman builds a house, but with her own hands, the foolish one tears hers down. You'll see a lot about wise and foolish as we go through Proverbs. Whoever fears the Lord walks uprightly, but those who despise him are devious in their ways. So talking about the, the fear of the Lord and those that do not fear the Lord and what happens to those people. A fool's mouth lashes out with pride, but the lips of the wise protect them. There's a lot in Proverbs about foolishness and, and speech and tongue and, and how we use that, the foolish and, and how the wise use it and the contrast. And it's starting to outline a pattern of what happens if you read through the whole book of Proverbs and see every reference to the tongue and foolishness and wisdom. They're all outlined as patterns. Where there are no oxen, the manger is empty, but from the strength of an ox come abundant harvests. This is talking about if you're not doing work, then your life is pretty simple. It's pretty clean. But if you actually want a harvest, then you've actually got to, life gets a bit dirty. There's a bit of crap to clean up. There's, there's things that are cause and effect result, but if you want the abundant harvest, you've got to put in the effort. And we sometimes might think in our time, yeah, it's just nice to cruise. I don't want to aim for higher, but this is talking about it in a context where if you didn't have an abundant harvest, you didn't eat for 12 months until the next harvest came about. So it's not talking about take the cruisy, easy life and just kind of, you know, just chill out, don't have any stress, man. So no, if you want to see results, if you want to see growth, if you want to see an increase in your income, if you want to see an increase in opportunity, life gets a bit messy. And honest, uh, verse five, an honest witness does not deceive, but a false witness pours out lies. Talking about honesty and, and lies. And what is happening, the mocker seeks wisdom and finds more, but knowledge comes easily to the discerning. There are patterns. Stay away from a fool, for you will not find knowledge on their lips. Patterns about foolishness and what that's talking about. But the wisdom of the prudent is to give thought to their ways. But the folly of fools is deception. Pattern after pattern after pattern. When you look at it in totality, you see the patterns of how our world works. It's not just in the physical creation. It's just not in the seasons. It's not in the moon going around the earth and creating tides and creating patterns that we can predict. There are patterns in relationships. There are patterns in our world that are in the book of Proverbs. And if you can get to understand it, then and apply it and put it into your world, then as we read the pattern, we can start to live the good life. Proverbs are not a series of specific answers to specific situations because we have a very different world that existed uh, back when Proverbs was written. Just the technology and uh, the places we live are different from what was in Proverbs but the principles apply. They're not exact answers, 
But if you understand wisdom and seek wisdom, then the principles, and as you learn to read the pattern, then the answers will come out. And we know that we are on course. But it's, just, it's not enough to just know the patterns. It's not just enough to be knowledgeable about the book of Proverbs. That is just knowledge. Hokmah, a huge part of it, is the application of wisdom. It's a, it's a moving thing because you, you could stand up, I could stand up here and say, I know all of this stuff about what's in Proverbs. But Hokmah is about reading the pattern and if you've got the wisdom and the knowledge of how to read the patterns as they come up, not as what it's in the book of Proverbs, then you know how to respond in each situation. And that will set you on course for the good life. There's an important difference, but it's very similar in some ways to the force, the Star Wars. Before you start throwing things at me on stage, just, just let me finish. In Star Wars, there's a force. There's a light side and the dark side. There are cause and effect patterns that if these things happen over this side, then the light, and if things are happening over this side, then you get... <laughs> I am your father. You get a bit of the dark side. You get a bit of Darth Vader. But on, on the other side, there is, hmm, clever he is. Hmm, the force is strong with him. So that's, that's my little voices. But, it's, but what, how Hokmah is different is there is no dark side. There's only the light side, the wisdom, and if you're not living and reading the patterns of what the wise do, then the rest is just foolishness. It's not about dark side, it's not about a balance. There are other worldviews that talk about balance, but it's just about you're either living in the grain of life and understanding and reading and knowing what happens and how to kind of turn and make decisions to keep you moving forward, or you're not. It's not about that you're going completely the other way. It's about you're living in wisdom or you're not. That's the difference to the force. So what are the patterns we should be looking at? It's going to cover one today, and that is morality. There is a moral component to Hokmah because it rewards justice and integrity. Hokmah is also a moral law, and some of the cause and effect patterns Morality is rewarded through justice and integrity. So every time you see somebody cheat and then get caught and pay the consequences, that's hokmah at work. Something that has been, been from the beginning of time. It's not just about our laws and action. There are principles in the universe that are the wisdom that God has put in place and all the rules about how things are working out. Hokmah says always have integrity. In Proverbs 10.9 Whoever walks in integrity walks securely, but whoever takes crooked paths will be found out. Hokmah is not just an impersonal force. It's about decisions and moral behaviour too. It's a moral universe. So why is this important for us to know today? Because if we have opportunities to act immorally or without integrity, we need to read the pattern. Before we make those decisions, we need to read the pattern and if we are reading the pattern, then we know if we make this decision, then there's going to be consequences and cause and effect in time. Sometimes we can do immoral things and get away with it. 
Sometimes we can do immoral things and get rewarded. Think a little like slip on the tax return or you know, a little bit of financial reward. Maybe tell white lies on a resume to get a better job or get some financial opportunity. There might be short-term reward, but eventually the crooked paths will be found out. We might be tempted to say, I am wise, look at how well I'm doing in life or look at these decisions. But I'm doing these things while compromising a lot of morals. Proverbs actually says, no, you're not being wise. If you think you're being wise in one area, it's actually not wisdom. You're a fool and it's because you do not begin with the fear of the Lord. Because that brings humility and an awareness of where we're at. But in time, these things do catch up on us. And this is not about harping on the things we're, we're doing wrong. I actually want to talk about on the flip side and why it's important to read the pattern and know when we're on the receiving end of moral behaviour or incorrect behaviour, that if we can read the pattern, we can have a reassurance that God works all, to get all things together for those who love him and called according to his purpose. It's so powerful to know that in the midst of circumstances that are completely working against us, that God still knows and the truth will be revealed. You might be here today having been cheated out of a job, maybe on the end of some workplace bullying. Maybe someone is spreading rumours and lies about you, or you might be paying the consequences of someone else's mistakes. They're just four examples, but extrapolate that out. Think of your situation where someone has done wrong, maybe climbed over the top of you to get an opportunity or a job. Well, Martin Luther King says, the, one of his quotes was, the arc of history is long, but it bends towards justice. And that's a great summary of our, the worldview of Proverbs. And I'm here to tell you this morning, you might have thought we we're going to talk through lots of small bits of wisdom, but if you can read the pattern, I can assure you, you can live in confidence that God is your vindicator and that all truth will be made known in the end. Sometimes that might mean that it's not revealed until we make it to heaven. But if we have an eternal perspective, we know that in this life or the next, everything will be restored. Maybe it's our children that will see the benefit of the truth coming out. But everything will be restored. In Proverbs 19, there's three verses. Uh, verse 1, better the poor whose walk is blameless than a fool whose lips are perverse. A false witness will not go unpunished, and whoever pours out lies will not go free. Verse 9, a false witness will not go unpunished. Almost the same thing, and whoever pours out lies will perish. Sometimes we need that eternal perspective, but know that in chokmah, in wisdom, that justice wins eventually. And goodness and peace come through that. If we learn to read the pattern, there's many patterns about all sorts of things, but if we read the pattern about morality and cause and effect, be confident that God has set in place results in justice. Ask George to come up, thanks. So I just want to ask everybody to stand. I'm just, I'm just going to take a couple of minutes to reflect and 
I might have spoken to particular situations or you might have other situations. And I don't want this just to be an intellectual talk. I just ask you to close your eyes and just wait on the Holy Spirit. Start talking to Him. I don't want this to be an intellectual talk about wisdom. I want you to understand the power in reading the pattern and knowing and being fully assured that God's got your back, that Jesus is working to bring justice and restore everything. Just raise your hands or put out your hands to receive. And if you've been in a situation where people have done immoral, incorrect things that have caused impact in your world, just start speaking to Him this morning, talking to the Holy Spirit. If you're not sure, ask the Holy Spirit to reveal. I want to deal with it this morning very quickly. There'll be an opportunity for prayer afterwards if people want to receive prayer. But in the service right here, let's just take a moment. Be assured and be confident in the knowledge that Hokmah, the thing that binds Proverbs, it's been set in place from the beginning of time, cause and effect patterns in our world, are bending everything towards justice. God, I thank You that where there is hurt, where there is offence that has come out of these situations, that right now You are breaking that in Jesus' Name. You're releasing people that have been bound because of the results of other people's actions. The Holy Spirit is moving and is breaking chains, setting people free this morning. We are not bound and we are not defined by other people's actions or words. But I pray right now, this week, we see these situations turned around. Job opportunities, family relationships, where people have been caused impact financially, relationally, in their mental health, in their ability to trust others. I pray you're restoring. Your Holy Spirit is reaching out now. while we're here just take a couple minutes just to commune with the Holy Spirit but I want to ask one question as we finish that Jesus He came to set us free to give us access to this life following Him where He is working these things out together for good we can have relationship with Him And in that eternal perspective, we can walk with Him in heaven and have forgiveness from sins. So I want to provide an opportunity to ask the question, are you following Jesus? Are you right with Him this morning? And if you have never made that decision before and knowledge that's something you want to do or you have done, and circumstance and maybe people's actions 
been pushing you away from that and you've been failing or struggling to trust God and trust people. But you want to say, Jesus, this morning I trust you. I want to start back. Just ask in a minute if you want to recommit or make that decision to follow Jesus for the first time. Just raise your hand nice and high. And I acknowledge it and put it down and there's an opportunity after the service to pray with you and to help you with that. Just ask if there's anybody in either of those situations. Just raise your hand nice and high. Let's pray together. Jesus, thank you, you have forgiven me. I choose to follow you this morning. Where I am hurt, your Holy Spirit, come and heal me now. Help me to forgive those who have wronged me. Help me to get perspective and understand you're working everything towards justice. full of pattern today, patterns. <laughs> I just got to work out which ones they are. Let's give Nathan a hand this morning. It was a great message. Thank you so much.